Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the It's Just Dinner podcast. I'm your host, Tom Robinson, and sitting directly across from me, Bob Walls. Tom, it's great to be here. It's good to see Thanks you. Thanks again for having me here. You're welcome. Well, the house is full here. We got a, we a, we got a whole bunch house. of people here. I have four of the best students that I've ever had in my entire wow, life. that's good. Best looking today. students, I'll tell you that. And so maybe I should have them introduce themselves. Okay. We'll start right here to my right. Hey, y'all. I'm Hallie. I'm Olivia. I'm Joseph. <laughs> I'm Avery. The, the two guys are arguing over who's going to speak first. <laughs> well, they, they're sharing a mic, so. That's okay. Well, three of these people are from BYU. That's exciting. And one is here representing the entire University of Utah Valley University. Which now has 40,000 students, she yes. was just telling me. So that's she's bigger than BYU. You're, they, they, they beat us in basketball, too. They did. They? they did. That had to be a good day for y'all, didn't it? Um, I was on my mission then, so I was not even <laughs> But you, you probably still heard about it. They're still talking about it out there, aren't they? Her, her dad actually told me. Oh, so. well, good. You know. Okay, it was good to so, have you here. Well, they are here for a very specific reason. I thought it would be fun to get their reaction today. Because okay. we have in front of us... As a matter of fact, we do. A list of questions that were presented to us or mm -hmm. submitted to us at an event that we did. I remember that event. It, that, was a, yeah, that was a great it event. It was out at the Varsity Theater. Yeah, we packed, you packed the Varsity and, Theater uh, there. That yeah. was great. And so I also have some cards in front of me. Okay, I see those cards, yeah. That were some additional questions if we need them. Okay. So what, we do, what we'd like to do, guys, is we will ask you these questions and we want your honest responses. And so Hallie's, are, so Hallie's already told me she's going to disagree with everything I say. Well, just so we understand here, we are going to read these questions that were submitted by other young adults. Yes. And then they are going to attempt to answer these questions in a serious way. Correct. Okay. And then you and I will. I like this game. And then it's you and I will <laughs> answer the questions. And then we will then we will give them the correct answer. That's right. Uh, we are the professors. We will right. give them the okay, correct good. answers. I like this. Finals week. You want to start? Uh, yes, I'll start here. The question first is, when do you know the person you're dating? Nope. When you know the person that you're dating is leaving on a mission, how do you get? How do you not get caught up in the "we're running out of time" mindset? Oh, we're, we're all po pointing to Olivia on that. <laughs> Has anybody got a take on this? So this doesn't. You don't have to experience this, but how would you answer this question for this person? It's called dead air. And well, I was going to say, say, dead air is bad this. in this game. So, <laughs> What did you say, Olivia? You could say that I went through this, but I, I didn't handle it very well. So oh, I you did my opinion is very... Well, tell us how you handled it. Poorly. <laughs> <laughs> um, he didn't even have his mission call yet, and so I was just like waiting. So it, it was not a good time for me, honestly. Um, I would like advice from someone else on that because I didn't do it. <laughs> on how well. you handled it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I guess the idea here is, is first is the we're running out of time mindset. Mindset is that a commonly the known term for y'all for you young people? To be honest, I have no idea what that means. Okay. Oh, we're you're going on a mission. We're running out of time. We got to get all of our dating in. We got to get all of our kissing in. Because you're running out of time. We got to get it there. Nothing. We got nothing. We got nothing. Well, it's it's a it's a dumb question. But <laughs> let's, 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 
We didn't write these questions. You know, other people did, anonymous people. So we can say they were dumb questions. We can say they're dumb people because we don't even know who they are. They did not go to UVU, though, so you can be glad for that. Um, so I think what we're was saying— Was it Olivia's uh, former boyfriend no, that wrote this question? No, it was her dog that wrote this. Um, it, you, uh, I, I think what we're saying here, and this is kind of an interesting phenomenon that we have in our church. I guess it might be the same for people leaving to go serve in the military or something. But there's an expiration date on your relationship. That's and right. that's an odd thing. That's right. Because you're saying, okay, you're leaving on June 1st, and you know our relationship is basically going to end because you're going to be gone for two years, right. and you're going to be out of, and we'll write letters and things like that, but likely I'm not going to be here when you get home because I'll marry somebody else, <laughs> right? And, and, and so how do you handle a situation where you have a relationship with someone and you know it's going to end on a certain date? Is that a scary, uh, you know, it's an odd thing that you probably don't have in many other cultures, but because of our young yeah. men all leaving to go serve missions. So you've developed a relationship with this person. You like this person. If they weren't going to leave, it might develop into more of a long-term relationship. Right. But this two-year period is going to end your relationship. Did any of you have a boyfriend or girlfriend prior to your missionary service? Olivia, you I did. did. You you did. Yes. Avery, okay, let's pick on Avery here. So what happened? How did you navigate those waters? What did you do? Did you tell her, uh, see you in two years? Or did you say, will you wait for me? Or what did you say? To be honest, we wrote for a while. We, like, email mm -hmm. each other for a while. But then I just kind of, I don't know, I just felt like it wasn't going to work. So <laughs> I just... I don't know. I it just, just told kinda, her that. It just, just died a natural death. Just no, I mean, I, I emailed her and I told her, like, look, like, I don't want you to wait for me anymore and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You're I dear Jane her. Yeah. So you she thought, was. So yeah. you actually thought she was waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> silly, silly boy. <laughs> You're killing me. You're killing me. Well, she was. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh huh. Right. So you notice the girls are laughing more than uh -huh. anyone. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> So let's, let's get into reality here. So, Olivia, what was the deal? You had a, a boyfriend, and then you left him because you went to serve a mission. Yeah. And and so what? how did that? How did you explain that to him? That, that I was leaving? Yes. I mean, how did you explain that? Our, did you want to continue the relationship through the mail, or did you tell him, look, let's just cut this loose? What did you do? Um, so, fun fact. So he actually tried to be like, let's like just see what happens when we get back. And I was like... No, oh. stupid. Up until about two <laughs> weeks ago, I, I re-emplaced that. Let's see what happens when you get back. Oh, so he's still no. here. He's you've yeah, he's, you've been back for how long? Four months. Four months. And he gets back in. Six oh, months. so oh, he was serving gone. a mission. Oh. No, as now well. he's on a mission. He left oh. four months after. Me. And so, how long before he gets back? He gets back in October. So you reinstated. The, let's see what happens when. And so you you so during the time your absence, did you communicate through letters? Uh, emails? It was emails for my whole mission, and then... Do people it? write letters anymore? Did I just I date myself? Is that like saying, did you <laughs> use whiteout? We used you know. to. <laughs> yeah, we used to use whiteout. <laughs> make a mistake, and you'd white did it Did you out. have an eight-track tape play? <laughs> um, and, so, uh, and so you communicated through emails through the mission, and you decided, well, maybe uh, something might happen here. Yeah, so the whole time I was on my mission, I was like, yeah, then you get back. 
That's a little harder. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you face reality. You Be- face reality because there's other cute boys around. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, See, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying here. And then bo- missionaries are kind of boring to talk to. Well, oh. unless <laughs> unless you are one, and yeah, then, then it's all about. So it's what like, did you do at Zone Conference? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like super excited. It's like who are you teaching? And now I just like can't care about like yeah. the Martinez family. Like I just I just can't care. Well, you move on. <laughs> you you move on with your life, and you've got other interests. You know. Okay, well, All right. Tom, let's move on. You ready for the next one? I'm ready. All right, here we go. How do you know if you're compatible with someone or not? Ooh. You propose on the first date, and if they say yes, (laughs) I'm just kidding. That will do it. Okay. (laughs) That will do it. That'll do it right there. Joseph, how do you know if you're compatible? I think one thing is if you feel like you could just spend a lot of time with them and you're not getting like tired of being around them. Okay, that's good. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. if you're like with somebody that has, maybe you're like kind of like a more chill person and they're super high energy person and you can't stand to be around them for like more than three hours, (laughs) then you're maybe not like super compatible. That's true. Yeah. Hallie, what do you think? I would agree with that, but I think along with that, because I have a lot of guy friends that I can talk to for hours on end, but I'm not physically attracted to them, which ah. makes us not compatible as a couple. Right. So I think if you're interested in someone, you have to be able to have a conversation, but also be physically attracted to them. Ooh, yeah. We'll get to that question later. <laughs> <laughs> not physical attraction question. Sorry. Oh, that was a tease. <laughs> okay. Um, so th- this is a question that is very um, uh, LDS centric. Can we, Church of Jesus yes. Christ of Latter-day Saint-centric. Yeah. Um, how do I meet and ask people on dates outside of my ward? Is that a problem? It's funny. You never date a wardy. Funny you coming know. from a university. That's like peeing in your own pool. Oh. oh. Wow. <laughs> what? Yeah. Don't date people in your ward. So, so here's we the can, thing. We so can cut that let, out later. Uh, Olivia, let me, <laughs> let me translate that I- into, um, I- into American <laughs> English. Um what you're saying here is that when you date people in your own ward, it doesn't work out well. Is that what you're inferring by that comment? I don't, that's, it's, you can always like date someone and it can work out. My brother married a girl from his ward, but for me, that's just a little risky because then you, because then you have to move. After. Yeah. You, or you like, <laughs> yeah. Like. Okay. So Hallie, what's your take on this? I think. I think you can date someone inside your ward, but yeah. I think there are better places to meet people. So where do you meet people outside of your ward? Because the ward's easy because you go to church together, right. you go to family home evening together, you have all your ward activities together. So that's easy. So how do you, how do you, what do you would tell the people that are listening? How do you find people that aren't in your ward? I say the most ideal way is to make connections and go through mutual friends because then you naturally have a connection. You can hang out with someone as a friend first, see what they're like, and then if you like them, continue to pursue okay. it. Oh. So you kind of, you kind of, and then the mutual friend can kind of tell you what they're like a little bit so that you can kind of get beyond just what you see. Exactly. Ah, I understand. I get that. I see, as a, as a professor, I would think that the classroom would be another place where you could meet people outside of All your right. board. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, so you ever see? I don't. I rarely see dating within my class. Uh, What's well, after your class? That oh, maybe that's <laughs> it. They rarely you, are dating. You stifled. But p- perhaps <laughs> I never thought. Maybe they're on a date at my class. They say, "Do you want to go out?" Yes. Well, come to my come uh, to Brother Wall's to class. To my online storytelling <laughs> class. It's it's just online storytelling yeah. class. 
Um, it's just communications for 350. Um, and, and so it, do, you, do you typically date people in your own major? Or do you date people in your classes? Or is that, is that odd? Does it happen? That's risky it... too, right? So. Well, I think it depends on how the two people are approaching dating in their mindset. If you're approaching it with like a big pressure kind of mindset, then it mm. might be a big deal if like you go out with someone that you see regularly. But if it's just like a for fun, hanging out, friends thing, then it's no big deal if they're in your mm. ward or in your class or on your team. So everyone is agreeing with you on this. Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> I, I get what you're saying here is that if it doesn't go well, you don't have to see them every day, like coming to your class or right. coming to church. Yeah. And, and so if, if it, it, it's a little bit risky because of you're going to have continued involvement with them, where if you go out on them and you just d- didn't go well, they disappear and you never see them again. It also, I think it also depends on like what your definition of going well is. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like what is your definition of like success in, in dating or like going on dates? Like, like you say, like, like Joseph said, if your mindset is just like, yeah, I just want to go make a friend. Then like, if you don't make a friend with that person, then you're just not, I don't know. You just stop talking to them or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you're, you know, if you're going into it with like, okay, yeah, I want to, get married, I want to have an eternal companion, blah, 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 blah. Then, like, if it doesn't work out, then, yeah, you're a failure, you know, in your own mind, <laughs> you know? And so, like, Ooh. it's just about the mindset, I think. It's about what intentions you have with it. Okay. I'm, right. I'm just going to spring off on that just a little bit here, and, and you can tell me if it's still the same today as it was back when Brigham Young and I were uh, roommates. Um, <laughs> uh, you're always having a balance between two things. One, you liking them and them not liking you or them liking you and you not liking them. And so you go out with somebody and they really like you and you don't like them so much. And so then you got to figure out how to handle that situation, right? Or you really like them and then they're just like pushing you off and then you you feel rejected. And so I would think that if you had to come to class every day, you know, three day, two days a week with someone that for an entire semester, it would make it very awkward. Is that still not the same? I think it would. Well, you know, she's sitting right next to you or she's in your same group. Right. Yeah, that would be very awkward. Well, one, if you really liked her or if she really liked you and you were trying to say, is that still the same as your, it always seemed back in the day that you were running that balance between wanting to date someone who didn't like you and having a bunch of people who wanted to date you that you didn't really like. (laughs) There was a guy... In my class, the, the, every story, <laughs> every story, there was a guy needs to start there with there was a guy. I there know was a, a guy, guy in my class this semester. Thank goodness it was a term class. Uh huh. So the first, like, we wrote like our whole entire missions, and then the first couple of weeks we would hang out like every single day, and I really liked him, but unfortunately, he liked a lot of other girls. Uh, <laughs> and so one of those kinds. So. I started, I like stopped communication and hanging out with him. And then he stopped showing up to class. Oh. And so, and then the semester or the term ended. So we. So you destroyed his entire college career. He now is a failure because he dropped out of that class. Pushing a grocery cart around. Yeah. He just watched online because he didn't want to. Because he didn't want the awkwardness of being, well, because it's it's difficult. Yes. and, And I think that leads into one of our next questions, right? Yeah. Um, and that is, how do I respond to a rejection, like immediately afterwards? So you ask someone out, 
how do you respond if you ask someone out? You put yourself out there. And they say no. And they say Bro. no. Thank no. you. Well, I got a funny story. Okay. There was a girl. There was a girl. So in one of my classes, um, I have a teacher, and he is very, like, excited about dating and likes to try and get his students to ask each other out on dates. And one day in class, he hinted that I should ask out the TA. What? Oh, yeah. and I was like, hmm. I would never do that. By well, the way. We'll, we'll, we'll explain why you wouldn't in just I a minute. I don't think people that are grading should. Well, let's say, hear a story first. <laughs> okay, sorry. So I was like, well, I'm gonna think about that one. So I thought about it, and then came to the next class, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna ask her out. The teacher said to do it. I think she's a cool girl. I think it'd be fun. Might as well. It'd be fun. So, uh, right before class started, I went up and asked if she wanted to go get lunch with me. And good question. Yeah. Told her it's just lunch. It's just mm-hmm. just lunch. And then she said that she had just started dating somebody and was in a relationship. Oh. Mm. So there's a little miscommunication upon the teacher's part and the TA's part. Right. So then that put me in the awkward situation of, oh, I just got rejected and I asked yeah. out my TA and this is like the beginning of the semester. I have to keep coming <laughs> back to class after this. But I just kind of like laughed it off and I explained to her like, oh, well, do you remember in class when the teacher said this and blah, blah, blah. And he, he was kind of hinting that I should ask you out or whatever. And we had a good laugh about it and it was fine. <laughs> and I've kept going to the class and it was totally fine. That's good. And she's one of my friends. Well, they have a policy here at BYU. I think it's at most universities that you're not allowed to date. If you're a TA, you're not allowed to date anyone in the class. That's right. And the reason being is because of the awkwardness of them then grading your work. So let's say that you went out on the date and she really liked you and you dumped her and then she gave you <laughs> failing grades or, or the other way around, you know, so you can see that. And so they actually it's forbidden for a, a TA to date someone in the class. It's, you know, this university is not that way, but other universities, a professor can't date students in their classes, you know, because right. sometimes you have older students and younger professors. It seems odd you know, for us here, but they, they usually have written policies because it goes into the air of sexual right. harassment. Right. So uh, I, I don't know who your professor is, but we're going to report him. Uh, I'll, I'll get his name in just a I'm minute. I'm so sorry. It's okay. He'll, he'll, be in, I, he'll be in jail by the How do you handle week. rejection, Olivia and Hallie? You've never experienced it. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Said the girl wow. from UVU. The UVU girl. Yeah. Who wow. beat us in basketball? Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> they have ten thousand more students than we do too out there. Yeah, I've only experienced rejection once <laughs> from this the guy in my class. This, yeah, this but I didn't like forwardly like say, "Hey, I like you. Would you like to do something?" It was just like a internal rejection <laughs> where I felt rejected because I liked him, but he didn't know that. Oh, but I cried. So that's how so, I handle rea- so, rejection. So similar to your relationship with Justin Bieber. You, know, you love him, but yes. he doesn't know you exist. Now, I, I have yes. an answer to this question. Okay. And I think that you have um, like one night to be sad, and then you move on. Uh. You got to get over it. If you, if you ask someone out and they say no, you can be depressed that one night, and then the next night you got to move on. Just ask someone else to go All to right. dinner with you. You can't allow it to sink you into the hole of despair because that will cause a lot of problems for you. So you've got to buck up and get it going again. I always tell people in my firesides that being rejected is part of Heavenly Father's plan for us, that we were 
we were meant to be rejected. We were meant to have bad things happen so that we can enjoy the good things. So it's going to happen. Everyone is going to get rejected. So just learn to deal with it and then move on. And I know that sounds a lot easier than what it is. Trust me, I know. But you just kind of have to get up on your feet and go again. Right. So um, this kind of comes back to the beginnings of when we started this whole premise for doing this. Uh, Many, many years ago, I was in the uh, stake presidency of one of the BYU stakes. And the stake president, my first assignment, I was his counselor. He came and said, I want you to go talk to the elders and encourage them to date. Now, at that time, (laughs) you know, that was shocking to me because my experience at dating at BYU had only been my own experience. And it was datorama (laughs) back then. You you date all the time. And I thought, what? You know, how can that be? So, you know, his problem was is that because the young men weren't asking the girls out that there was a lot of depression and anxiety because you come to BYU and it's supposed to be the mecca of dating and you right. get here and nobody asks you out and you feel like a loser, you know, because you're anticipating all your life. Well, I'm not dating much here, but when I go to BYU, I'll be dating all the time because there's all these guys that are my age. And when it doesn't happen, you feel rejected. And, and there, there's something about hanging out that isn't as fulfilling as somebody asking you out. They look right. through all the people and say, I want to get to know you. And so I went and met with the elders and uh, I, I you know, was surprised. So I actually did some research um, and I uh, held little focus groups. And I found out that uh, the number one reason that they didn't date was fear of rejection. Of rejection, right. And, and and so I've as I've thought about that over the years, I thought, why was it in my generation, that the baby boomer generation, that we didn't have that fear of rejection? Because I, when I was at BYU, I got rejected a lot of times. It didn't bother me. You, it you just know, happened. It, it just happened. It was just yeah. a, if you didn't have a date on a Friday or Saturday night, you were like a major loser. You know, if you were sitting <laughs> home and all your roommates had a date, you were like the biggest loser in the world. And so it just didn't happen. And, and so I think the reason why is because I started that process when I was 16. Right. And so I got used to being rejected when I was 16, 17, 18 years old. And you get rejected a lot. You ask people out and they say, no, I can't come, or no, I don't want to, or no, I don't like you, or you know, wh- whatever it is, leave me alone, stay away from me, I'm calling the police, or whatever ever they say. But, but I think that because of our culture, we have put that back until after the mission. So, so a lot of people don't date before their mission, so they don't get accustomed to rejection. And, and so now they're in college, and, and now it's devastating because you don't have that support group and, and that you do when you're younger right, right. to, to kind of get past that. And, and, and so I think that, that, we, that somehow we need to earlier um, train the young men to fail. We need to pr- encourage them to pursue failure earlier in their life. I can I can look in these guys' eyes until they've failed plenty. <laughs> okay, wow. It's got that look. It's got that look in their eye right now. I don't know. Yeah. So. Thank you. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, just going off of what Bob was saying, like, I'm really grateful that I dated a lot in high school, and then also like when I got home from my mission. I mean, I went on a lot of like first dates, you know, and honestly, it just helped me like understand what I was really looking for and what I was compatible with, like what kind of person I was compatible with. And so I think it is super important, just like he was saying, to like just date a lot and just go out a lot and a lot of just dinners. get to know, yeah. yeah, get to know a lot of new people. So now you know how It's Just Dinner was born. I'm sure that was interesting to have the history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's go on to another question here. And this I don't believe. And so I think, that, you know, but this question said, why do men... 
Okay. Um, ask you on a second date and then not show up. Does that ever happen to you? I doubt it's ever happened to you, ladies. Did, but maybe you know someone that's happened. You go to, to UVU. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> has that ever happened to you that a guy has asked you on a second date and then just didn't show up? No. No. Did, have you, you ever done that? Never heard of that. Okay, I this, would. No, let's just no. stipulate that this is a bogus question. This, is, <laughs> this never happens. It's a bogus I hope, guy. I would hope it doesn't I happen. Look, if if there's a guy doing that, like I'm looking at the camera, like yeah. if there's a guy doing that, like <laughs> you're a jerk. Right. So, <laughs> well, I you know I guess there's reasons he could have been abducted. He could have been in a car accident. He could have been. There's a lot of reasons. But with text <laughs> messaging, you know, yeah, you could have texted that. You yes. could have you could have right. said something like that. Could have been better. Okay. Don, you want to read the next I one? I love this one. Is okay. Why did I get friend zone this morning? Ah. <laughs> this morning. Why does that happen? Why does someone all of a sudden get friend zoned? What do you think? This doesn't have to be personal experience. You can just <laughs> you can speculate. <laughs> I, think I don't want to hear a story that starts, well, there was this there guy. There was this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the best stories. I think friend zoning is necessary when the guy doesn't get the hint. Because before I friend zone, I give them all the right hints that I'm not interested, but they keep asking me on dates, and then I have to formulate the friend zone text. But but don't you like a guy who likes you enough that he's going to pursue you? That you you, you say no, but he is is so convinced that you are delightful (laughs) that he's not going to just give up. Sometimes when they like put too much pressure, I lose interest because I'm like, wait, you have nothing else in your life right now that's interesting you. Like it's only me. Oh. That's kind of attractive. Oh, that's a good. Wow, that's, that's a good interesting. Thought. That's good. Insight. You have to play the game. There's yeah. a chase involved. Mm-hmm. It's a little dance, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and so uh, you uh, indicated that the way that you friends on them is invite them to breakfast. So if they go to breakfast, <laughs> if they go to breakfast for you, it's telling you they are just friends. The, you are in the friend zone because breakfast is not a serious day. It's not just breakfast. That would be a whole other podcast that we'd have to do. That's, it's just breakfast. So guys, if if a girl says, "Hey, uh, well, why don't we go to breakfast?" You know what she's saying is that I'm right. I did have to do that at okay. the beginning of the semester. <laughs> we got Einstein's bagels yeah. and. And I had the talk. I had, had the, the talk, talk with it. Said, you know, the you're friend just, zone talk. You're, you're great, and uh, but I don't want to see you before 8 a.m. ever again, <laughs> or after 8 a.m. ever again. Um, but what you know, we've had other discussions about this, and I I found it quite interesting that what some people would say is that you can't allow a girl to friend zone you. Does that scare you to say that? And, and so what that would mean is that you would say. You know, if she'd say, well, let's go to breakfast, and you'd say, okay, well, I think you're misunderstanding here. I want to be a serious dating partner with you. And if you're not interested in that, then... And just tell me. Then just tell me, I don't think we can be friends because I don't want to just be your friend. I want to be more. Would you like that better if they were honest and upfront with that? And then you could say, well, I'm not interested in being more. And then you could just move on. part ways. Because you're really not going to be friends with them for the rest of your life. I mean... If they're in love with you and you, they, they're not going to want to be your friend, they're they're just trying to stay close to you to try and wear you down, <laughs> right? That's fair. So, so would you like it more if they were just up front and said, "Look, I'm not interested in being your friend. I'm in, I want to have more of a, a serious relationship," or would you rather them just be in the friend zone and go away? 
I'd rather them be in the friend zone because I have the mentality <laughs> that I, w- I like to have connections with everyone because c- right. it's not it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. And so I don't want to break any connections. And so if if you like if they said that and then you never talk to them again, that would break a connection that it, could it be It probably useful. could. Yeah, but see, but they could pr- go on and pursue, a, a, you know, an, a someone else that would, isn't interested in just a friend. It is interested in possibly a more serious. Well, we've talked about this. If they invite you to go shopping, and they invite you out to lunch, and they invite you to this, right? And they invite you to that to come um, over and bury their and dog, to come over and hang out, and eventually yeah. they talk to you about another guy. Right. They, they're sending a message if, if, to you. You're if, just their friend. Right. If they ask you advice on another guy that they're dating, <laughs> get out of there. Yeah, fast. Get, leave. Guys, get just out. Get out. Right? Are we right about that? Yeah. Yeah. See, it was not a good way to friend zone a guy and say, you know, what do you think about him? I think he's really cute. That tells you something right there, doesn't it? And if he gives you advice, then he's in the friend zone. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> from from a guy's perspective, like from a dude's perspective, I don't know. Like when I was dating, because I'm married now, but like when I was dating, like the friend zone wasn't actually like being a friend. It was like the girl would just cut off all communication whatsoever. And so, like, for us, at least for me, like, I always had, like, a negative connotation on that. And so I guess, like, I don't know. The friend zone is just not a good place to be. Yeah, let's just <laughs> you know? be friends. And then it's, poof, cut that one off. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is an odd question, all right. Uh, how do you get in good with their mom? <laughs> That's a good one. Really? That's a good one. Well, it's a little scary, I think. It is. <laughs> well, you got to get the mom to like you if you want. Well, I know, the, but we're, we're talking about mom. just dating here. I mean, that's like where yeah. you, you know, the, I, I you think you need several dates before you actually have <laughs> the true. visit with the mom. That's true. <laughs> Unless it, they bring their mom on the first date. Well, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. That's a way to show the friend zone. That's oh, and this is my mother. She's, <laughs> she'll be joining us tonight. <laughs> have you ever had a, a situation where you've gotten to know? Your date's mom? No, by by this no silence. silence. Well, Better like again. when, like on like the later stages of the relationship, or like. Well, no, I, I think at the later stages of relationship, of course, you know, you want to meet the person's family, but at the beginning, it seems to me that would be a really awkward thing to connect yeah. with someone's parents when you don't really. How many dates in before you can meet the parents, Joseph? What do you think? How many? I think it depends on how the what the tone of the previous <coughs> dates are. Well, like, how many? How many you think? Oh goodness! You want me to just say a number? Yeah. <laughs> let's let's go with three. Three. Do I hear four? Do I hear four? <laughs> <laughs> three three dates. I would say you'd probably like. I would want to be dating someone. There you go. Before like it's not just like oh we're going on dates. It's like right. you're like. Dating. I want you to meet my mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we read a story. Remember where they went to play pickleball, and yes, it was with the mom, the, it was the with his mom on, on and dad the, on the first day. <laughs> yeah, that was on. I had a, a student who was from um, China. You, you remember Weipu, and uh, she was dating a student at the University of Utah who was Chinese, and so they she was graduating, and we were having a luncheon afterwards. And uh, his he was graduating from the U at the same time, and so they invited us all to come to the luncheon. And so he called me on the phone and he said, he called me Brother Walls. He wasn't a member, but he said, I cannot go to this luncheon. And he said, why? He said, in our culture, if your parents and 
my parents get together for lunch, that means we're engaged. Oh. And, oh. and, and so it's interesting how different cultures. Right. And, and so uh, as we talked about this, we figured out that the only way that we could handle this was if I was to come to the luncheon and then, then it would make it so it wasn't a serious thing because I was there. Right. And so we worked out this whole scheme to prevent him from, <laughs> because he liked her, but he, he wasn't ready to get married, but she kind of was. And so she was kind of pushing this situation where it was more like that they were engaged. So be, she was trying to set the parents she was, up. Yeah, I was trying to set the parents up. And so, you know, I think that we're not quite that way in our culture. We're not that. But the point of meeting someone's parents is a much more serious situation than just you would do on a casual first or right. second date. And All right, so ladies, I, I need you to give the the boys a really good response to this one, okay? How do you know when a girl wants to go out again? So what, how would a guy read the signals to know when they want to go on a second date? They continue to talk to you. Because if I don't want to go out again, I'm going to, like, kind of avoid you in person. Oh. And, like, not really respond to you. So ghost you. Not, like, ghosting. <laughs> like, I'll, like, respond. But it's, like, you have to see, like, the timing of the responses and just, like, the tone in general. Okay. So an immediate response means, yeah, I want to go out again. Where if it's, like, two days later, then yeah. maybe not so much. That's good advice. I will make excuses if someone <laughs> asks me out again. I'm busy. And I don't want to go. All right. I'll, so, like, initially, I feel like guys, after the first date, at the end, they, they're like, I'd love to go out with you again and to be nice. You're like, yeah, that was so much fun. <laughs> and But if they text you and they're like, let's go out again, I may say, oh, I, I can't tonight, maybe another time. But if I say that, it means, it no. means usually no. And yeah. then they ask again, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I suck at responding. Mm. That means no. But I was—I no. told you earlier. I was reading an article about the idea of I'm busy. Right. And there's usually that means one of two things: either I'm really busy, right, or I'm not interested in yeah. you. And so it, you have it, to kind of figure out which one of those is going and, on. And neither of those is really good. No, no. Yeah. If you're busy, you just say no. I can't do it tonight. But how about tomorrow? Yeah. You give if, them if an option. If you're interested, but that's you're, what you. Would yeah. Say. yeah. So if you say I'm busy and there's no other option thrown out there, then they probably are not interested in you. Okay, I'm, I'm going to ask a follow-up question to that to these ladies. Do you think that the boys, in your experience, are not very good at getting the clues? That, that when you say something like that, are they like, or do they get it? Do, when you say, well, yeah, I'm not very good at responding, do they get it and just end it, or do they not, do, do they not catch it? That you're you're not interested. I say it's fifty fifty. Oh, okay. The more, well, that's not bad. The more normal guys catch it, but then there's like <laughs> there's like the guys who ask you out yeah. that you're not really interested in and they always don't. Okay, so don't catch so it. of the boys at BYU, in your opinion, how many are normal? <laughs> 30%. 30%. <laughs> okay, so now we understand that we're talking we're talking 30% of the non-married. So that's really only 30% of 50%. Because 50% of the students are married. married. So 30% of the 50% are not normal. What about UVU? Like 55. Whoa. So you're telling me there's <laughs> more there's more normal guys. They not only UVU. beat us in basketball, but they they've gotten more. Maybe they, that's why they're basketball. They're better teams with our better. better with our women. They've got more normal. <laughs> yeah. Joseph, what's going on? What what are they doing at UVU to make the guys more normal out there? 
They're not as stuck up. Oh, oh okay. Ouch. Well, Joseph, that, are you going to defend that your just a little bit uh, when you said that? But it's probably. True. I think I'm pretty normal. <laughs> just going to put that out there. Oh, okay. For any ladies that are listening, <laughs> I'm in the thirty percent. I promise. <laughs> the thirty percent of the fifty percent. Let's get the number straight here. Um, and, and so, because of that, you're saying that twenty percent of the fifty percent are not normal. So that's a significant number of, not at UVU, I'm sorry, we're excluding you on this. At BYU, you have almost a, a, a 50% chance of having someone who's not normal pursuing you or that you're pursu- being pursued by. <laughs> maybe, maybe not necessarily not normal. But I'm but using your words. She's backtracking now. Hang. She's backtracking. Say, the, what's the word? Hang. They like can't hang. They can't. Hang. They they don't understand the the culture of how you. Yes. They, they, so they just don't get it. They're they're working on a different they don't set get of. It. Yeah. Okay. These don't, the, let's say they the don't get it rather than yeah. not normal. These are the boys we talk about all the time. Yes. Well, and and, and and so why do you think that they don't get it? What is the cause here? Do you think that they don't get why? Why is it that they can't understand the cues when they're so simple? I would simple? like to ask the those boys because <laughs> I right. tried to understand. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> we have two sitting here. Yeah, well, a, these two sitting here are normal. not. They're oh, not no, part no, no, of the. No. They can hang. They're not part of the the thirty percent of the. But do you? 50%. But do you know? You guys know these guys. Can you tell us about these guys? I mean, you you've met these guys. So I. I like to hang out with my sister and her roommates, and I love hearing about their dating stories. And a lot of times they have, like, date stories of, like, you know, the guys that can't hang or whatever. (laughs) And I've been trying to figure out myself what makes these guys tick. And a lot of people are probably going to hate to hear this. But I'm not saying this is the causation, but I have noticed a correlation that a lot of times. Throwing out big words. Ready? Ready. They have Android phones. Instead of <laughs> green text bubble is a big no-no. Oh, stay away from the green that's, text that's, bubble. That's a turnoff right there, isn't it? Well, I He's mean, put really. a lot of thought into that. I, mm-hmm. I'd like to see a scientific study on that at some point. Well, do, uh, yeah. so people with the iPhone are they stuck up, Olivia? Is the, is that the BYU? Too many BYU boys have the iPhone 13, and they're all stuck up. Is that? No, there's no correlation. No, there's no correlation. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. Um, so I don't think that we've determined the cause of uh, that, but it seems to be problematic. Do we find that on the other side? Do you Are 30% of the 50% of the single females at BYU unable to hang? I think that's the terminology <laughs> we're using here. <laughs> Joseph, you have an answer for that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So thirty percent. So. I don't. Uh, Joseph, there are fem- uh, there are ladies listening here. I know. Yeah. I'm like, no, the let's go with. All let's of go with. Uh, is listening. <laughs> all of America is <laughs> listening. Here. Oh gosh. We'll go with a five percent. Five percent. That's not that can hang. Can hang? No, cannot. Oh, cannot. Cannot. Okay. Cannot. Yeah. Woo. And, so, and what about the? I think, the, I think it's the, more guys. What about the girls at UVU that are in your ward? Are there? Do you think it's a higher percentage out there? Are they less stuck up out there? Is that? Is that what we're finding? We're uh, they at, don't want to answer at that. The, we're looking at the UVU girl, and she's not answering. Well, no, she wasn't the one that was directed to, because we're talking about the oh. girl. Because you have both in your wars, BYU oh, females true. and UVU females. Do you see a difference? Are they all the same to you, or do you find a, that they're easier to talk to at UVU than they are at BYU? 
I think I only have BYU girls in my ward. Oh, okay. At least yeah, that I know. You, you got yourself out of that one because he was on the hot seat there. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Because <laughs> L- Livia was looking at you like she was going to take you out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tom. Well, thank you guys. We are, no, we uh, got we got to get to this last. Question. Oh, you have one more. One here. more. This this we got to end on this one because this is just a weird question. Uh, should I kiss before marriage? And yes, sir. <laughs> please, please do. Okay, and with we that. end right there. I think we end the show on that. Yes, sir. Comments made on this show Ooh. are not the responsibility <laughs> of the founders of the It's Just Dinner podcast. Wow. Well, that's a great way to end. It is. Well, thank you guys for coming tonight. We appreciate it. You guys are great. We have Avery and Joseph and Hallie. And Olivia from UVU. Yes. And you guys have been fabulous and wonderful Thanks guests. for having us. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Well, we really appreciate you guys listening. And uh, like always, make sure you go and comment on uh, this page and let us know what you think. And uh, if you want to get a hold of Joseph, just let me know, and I will put you in <laughs> contact with him. Um, and then also list, go and ask us questions. Submit some questions at It's Just Dinner YSA at gmail.com. You can also follow us on It's Just Dinner YSA on Instagram and at It's Just Dinner on TikTok. We've got some good TikToks up yes, now. Yeah. Hallie is just a, an expert at going out and getting yes. interviews. So yeah. she's been great at doing that. So, um, And then also make sure you leave reviews of our podcast, but only be nice. Don't be mean. <laughs> so, hey, we really appreciate you guys listening. And hey, go have fun out there, would you? <laughs>